What is good, everybody? Welcome back into Form Whipping and Ticket Hitting, episode 16. So as life goes, we had a guest lined up this week. I was going to get a groom on here like we talked about. Well, in a funner season, she was doing a lot of shoeing, a lot of shipping out, and things kind of fell apart there. We were going to get a phone call in, which would have been perfect. And then uh, just as happenstance, like I said, livestock, we had some cows escaping out and about. So I've been doing that. So that didn't work out. No big deal. Host fail there. Part of it. That's livestock. That's part of this. So. As usual, we attack this Saturday Fauna Parker Racing card. Keith had some things going on, too. We will get his picks posted, but we touch on that early four, that early five. Just kind of give you our, our top choices. We don't necessarily give you a play. Once we get Keith's picks, we will make you a play for that. But Andrew uh, was feeling nice this week since it's the mandatory payout, and we give you the full late Tom Dinsdale 5,000 guaranteed pick five for this Fauna Park finale. So if you're ready, let's grab them forms, saddle on up, Let's cash them tickets. Welcome back in. We lost a Nebraska legend this week. Was he 19 years there, Andrew? Mr. Steve Anderson. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think he was 19 when I read, but uh, the voice of Honor Park. Picking him up and laying him down. Ended up a few lengths short in his battle with cancer. We lost Steve Anderson this week. Hasn't been the same without him. We are hoping he'd get better. That prostate cancer is just, it's a tough one. It's hard to beat. So we ended up losing him. Sad to hear about that. I mean, I knew him a little bit, but Andrew, I mean, where you're the head of the daycare, I know you took them kids to Skate Island quite a bit. You had a little tighter relationship with them. I mean, any words about Steve for us? Yeah, so I mean, I always knew, of course, Steve as the, the track announcer. I'm at Fodder, but the last four or five years, he obviously ran Skate Island. In the last four or five years, I would take our, our school-age kids. Um, we would go mini-golfing and skating once a week, so we'd go twice a week, and always got the pleasure to talk to Steve, and um, he was just a great guy. I'd say if there was a, a day where I was out of town, he would let me come pay, you know, come pay a week later or something like that. He was trusting and ever since I started that relationship with him, I'd see him anywhere out around town and he would always take time and talk to me for a couple minutes. And once he knew that I was a horse player, we would always talk horses and always ask how I was doing, how my picks were going. And it's just going to be, be different out, out at Fodder without him from now on. It's, he was a staple at the track. Um, picking them up, laying them down, ding-dong battle on the front end. As we all know, as stains, it's just not going to be the same. So prayers to, to Steve's family and all of the racing community, and it'll be tough to, to go on without him, but that's what he would want us to do is go out there this weekend and enjoy the races. So let's do that. Yeah, no, 100%. He's, he's going to be deeply missed, but like you said, that's what he wants us to do. He wants us out there sporting Nebraska racing like he did for years and years. He loved it. I mean, he's a diehard. As good as they came, like you said, you run into him anywhere. He'd, he'd dock with you. Just one heck of a good guy. He's going to be missed. Prayers with the family, like you said. And I am sad we didn't start this podcast a year earlier and dive in on a good just everything to Steve episode. Because that would have been cool just not for us, but just, just for the family to have that whole digital copy of just Steve talking his life story and how he got into it and all that good stuff. So, But that's part of it. He, uh, he fought a valiant effort, and we're all going to miss him. So... With that being said, like I talked, the early four, I mean, I can jump through this quick. Like I said, we had a bit of a long day here, but we do have the inaugural running of the Statebred Philly Spice Swirl for 25000 A beautiful purse here to end the uh, meet. This one for me, 
I mean, we got a five-horse field there. It's between Zibby 2, Judge on the Run, and PR Odds Setter for me. I don't see the other two touching them. I think it's as simple as that. And then again, I'm not really giving you a f- true play here just because I got home late. Our usual early five guy, that damn Keith's doing whatever he's doing. So, But I'm going to kind of touch on the highlight horses. You make your play how you want. But I see that one, two, three in there. Andrew, any others in there? So I, I, I knew a guy like that. I, I really like PR Odd Setter, but I knew a guy like that is one that's also going to show speed and where they're going to like going to ding dong and set it up for Judge on the Run and Zibby too. So I think if I was playing a ticket, I would probably just go one and two, not use PR Odd Setter. Even though I do like the horse, I just think I knew a guy like that's kind of kind of ruin it for PR Odd Setter. So I would just go one and two. I mean, just so the listeners know out there, we will. I mean, they're obviously probably going to see it, but we'll have we can put Keith Keith's play on our on our post because I think he's he's got one put together. He just wasn't able to join us tonight. Yep, no, that's exactly right. We're going to highlight, kind of like we do, we let Keith talk his deal, his full card, and then we chime in with our thoughts since Keith had some things going on. But, yeah, once he gets us his picks and uh, we get this episode posted, yeah, we'll definitely put his ticket out there. Good call, Andrew, for sure. But we're just going to kind of give our opinion like we always do and uh, kind of roll on from there, so... Uh, the second race, we got a four foot long 5,000 claimer for this one. To me, it's between dry spell and woke up wild. And that's all the deeper I needed to go. You got anybody else in here? I mean, Crimson Trace is a good horse. Just for me, what they've been doing at the track lately, the three and the five are pretty tough. I mean, you can make it, honestly, you can make a case for a lot of them in here. Even Midnight Drama is not a bad horse at all. But three and five for me, just off speed figures, jump off the page. Anywhere else for you, my man? Yeah, I like Crimson Trace as well. I, I think if we see a battle on the front end between the one and the three and the five, I think Christmas Trace could have a chance to, to pop up there and get it. But yeah, at three, five, I don't know. Tough race for me. Small field, but it's going to be tough. Yep, no, exactly. And kind of like we talked, if you listen to our handicap on 101, yeah, a lot of you are handicappers. That's why I listen to this. But it was kind of fun just talking about how each of us, although we agree a lot, we still kind of prioritize stuff different. So that's why three and five jump off for me is just recent speed figures compared to the rest. But no, I, I agree. You can make a case for a lot of them in here. Just strictly off my number one thing I first glance through look at, three and five are my top two choices in there. Even, I mean, even if there's a just crazy speed duel, I don't know how far back Bud Minister is going to be, but he can close and I think at least get up for a piece of it. So that's an interesting, tough race for a six horse field. No, for sure. That'd be an interesting race. And that might be one where you got, where you catch a price on that early pick five and shoot what, or actually that early pick four. What was that week? We played that early pick five. I think it paid. Yeah. We hit the 200. Pick five, we got like 700 and the pick four paid like 15 or 1600. Yeah. yeah. If we play the pick four. We double our money than what we actually got, but yep, we nailed, it's crazy how that works sometimes. <laughs> we nail five of five and we get less money instead of just going four for four. I mean, you can figure that one out for us folks. Let us know but part of horse racing part of gambling part of the fun race three we have a six and a half 2500 starter allowance for me i just start with upperclassmen and i end with upperclassmen as we know kevin roman has moved on to prairie still got izzy and we're not downgrading jockeys by any means we've got jake elisiak i it's upper it starts and ends with upperclassmen for me you see it any other way no i don't think so i, I mean the only roller horse that really well, there's two other horses that have shown speed. The five, Masterpiece Day, but I think our classman is just, just quicker. And then Goose Drink Wine, but that's been going a mile 70 or a mile and eight that he's shown speed, so he's not quick enough. I think upperclassman gets the lead and probably just doesn't look back. Yeah, we're both in agreement. Upperclassman is the way to go there. Race four, we have 5,000 claimer fillies going a mile. Another one to me, 
I see Sandy Sangria just running away with this field. I don't think anybody else has got enough pace to even challenge her. If there would be somebody to send with Sandy Sangria, then I can see the two behold that word for Stetson Mitchell gang get up. Because, I mean, that one last time just rolled them coming off a of pace. But for me, Sandy Sangria just sticks out like a sore thumb in here. What are you thinking, Andrew? Yeah, I, Sandy Sangria has only tried a mile one time. And we don't see the race on the form. 59 buyer, so it's probably a decent race. But it's not really bred to go long. I mean, yeah, she's going to have the lead. Is she going to be able to keep going? I don't know. I I think the only horse, I mean, behold that word, probably the only horse that really wants to go the distance. So I think it's probably between them two, but yeah, I don't know. Yep. No, I. Sangria, can she get it, get the distance? If so, she's going to win easy. If not, it's behold that word. It's, yep. it's that easy. No, 100%. That, that's the thing with Sandy Sangria, like you pointed out. She's tried the distance once, didn't get the money. But just off pace, I mean, somebody's got to go challenger, and I just don't see anybody going to challenger off recent form of the rest. But then again, that said, if even if no one challenges her and she don't like the distance, well, then I think behold that word swoops up and gets her done. So that's how we see that one. Jump into Lake 5. We got an option claimer for 7,500 going six and a half. I mean, we've rode him all year. He hasn't let us down. One son of a chief. Looks as good as any of them in here. I mean, you got Silvermaker. That's been tough. I just, we've rode him all year. One son of a chief has not let us down. Speed figure wise, he stands out. You see anybody taking him down today? Or no, he's not losing. Oh, Before. you're not going to learn anything from us talking about this race, but he's not losing. <laughs> no, exactly. That's We're going to be straightforward in this one. Like we said, we had a heck of a day. We had all that lined up. I mean, that's just part of livestock, horses, all that good stuff. You guys are probably thinking I'm a bum host and not getting guests, which is partly right, but no, really. And that one's as simple as one son of a chief. So kind of back into normal programming now. Let's jump into leg one of the late pick five. It is mandatory day. Did, what is the carryover at, Andrew? I didn't even look. I think it's like 9,500, something like that, going into Friday. Probably another couple thousand in there. So probably have about 11,000 starting in the pool on Saturday. It's mandatory. So, yeah. I, I mean, all it takes is one ticket to hit 11 grand. Uh, nothing to bat your eye about. So let's jump into this deal here. First leg, race six. We have a Philly Claimer for 5,000. Non winners of two lifetime. We are going six furlongs. Andrew, hey, kicking off this late five. Yeah, so we'll start the pick five going three deep. Top, top pick's going to be the five, Sweet Capri. I just think Sweet Capri's got the best numbers, can sit off of the pace. Like I said, I think she's just the best in the field. The only issue that I can see is that there's not a lot of pace in here. So what is she going to be running into? I'm not 100% sure. I just think she's the best the best horse in the race. I will also use the seven, Coverture. Anderson and Elysiac, we just know what their numbers are like. It's going to be tough to, to leave this one off of, off of your ticket just because of that combination. Um, she will also have to close. So another the fear, of course, on this one as well is where's the pace going to come from. So I will use the one horse that shows, the only one that shows any pace at all. That's going to be the six flyer shadow. Numbers are, are super low. Um, and it's a Nebraska bred against open. But she's the only horse in here that has shown any sort of pace. Maybe Bethke can, can get her out, get her on the front end, and she's going to get brave against this group of closers and she'll keep running. So I'm just going to use those three, the five, six, and seven to start out the pick five. Yep. No, it's looking through. I mean, Flyer Shadow's the only one that's shown any speed. Yeah, I, I can't argue it any other way. The other two are jumping off the page speed figure-wise. No one else has even tested speed, so I'm 
No argument from me there. Five, six, seven, roll on. Let's jump into leg two, race seven. We got a Philly claimer for 3,500. Going six furlongs. Where are you landing? Leg two, Andrew. Yeah, leg two, we're going to go We're gonna go four deep here. We'll start off with the, the six horse, however you pronounce that, Zixies. Um, I think the Zixies can uh, can sit just sit right off of what I see will be a speed duel between the one and the seven, um, and I think we'll will be the be the horse that can that can close. We'll make a move around the turn. Jake's up again. No offense to the rest of the riders that are in town. Jake's the the best one left. I don't think it's really close. So we'll be we'll be trying to ride Jake this weekend. So Zixies will be on top. We'll also use the two Aerosphere, who I think will actually just sit maybe a length behind what I called that speed duel. Should have first run. On them two front runners. Can can she hold off Zixies? I don't know, but we'll give her a chance. Um, the four horse Spellwinder, another that I think will sit off the pace and have a chance to to run down those two front runners. So I think, like I see, I, I think the speed will will break down here. We'll use those three, the two, four, and the six, and I will also use one of the two speed runners. That'll be the seven, Decamo Rose. I mean, I I just think that this horse does have a chance to to shug off the one and maybe keep running. I think it's a slim chance, but I don't want to throw her off, and then she is able to do that. So we'll go four deep, two, four, six, and seven. Yeah, no, I see it set up the same way as you do, and between the one and seven. One has ran this distance 11 times, only been in the money twice. So if they don't get too crazy in honor of Steve ding-donging up front, I, I see the seven able to carry that speed a little further. I mean, it's done, exactly. it, done it at six and a half. So I, I agree with that. You got to keep that seven in there. No, otherwise for me, we're going to be boring because if you're a longtime listener here, me and Andrews tend, even though as you learned last week in the one-on-one, we handicap a little different priority-wise, but we end up uh, at the end of the day on the same horses. So no, I, I have no argument there. I could see the seven just carrying that speed and keep going. Otherwise, the other ones we mentioned, I mean, zig, 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 zig. the horse, about every time I don't use it, comes up and nips me in the butt so let's roll on from there leg three race eight we're going six and a half furlongs 2500 claimers we're in here my man yeah i really struggled with this with this race and i'm going to go three deep in here we're going to put a horse on top that i think could if get home is going to separate us from the rest of the betters this horse gets home we're going to be looking at a huge payoff and that's the seven rocket ringo the reason i'm going to use the seven rocket ringo is i two back Rocket Ringo showed showed speed with Brasino up. If you look at the rest of this field, there's just no speed in here. You might want to tell me Pickle Juice. But Pickle Juice couldn't get to the front. I mean, going against state-bred horses, I don't see Pickle Juice challenging Rocket Ringo if they send Rocket Ringo. Now, I don't know much about Cassidy Fletcher. I don't know if he's a gate rider. I, really, I, I just don't know anything about him. But I'm going to give him this opportunity here as the only speed horse in the race. Maybe Rocket Ringo gets to the front and just gets brave. So we put Rocket Ringo on top. Of course, I can't trust Rocket Ringo to <laughs> as a single. So we're going to use two more horses. The three-horse hyperdrive for Mitchell and Ramos. Mitchell and Ramos have been have been heating up a little bit here towards the end of the meet. And I can see hyperdrive coming late if, if Rocket Ringo doesn't hold on. And then the two, West Coast Broker, just Anderson and Elysiac. Like I said, I think, I think Jake's the best rider left in town and is... Over 20% when riding for Anderson. Of course, it'll also have to come from a ways back. I think you can completely check out that last ninth by 25. It was just just too bad to be true, I think. So just completely ignore that one. Um, we'll be 2, 3, and 7 in here. I do want to touch on the one. Um, the morning line favorite who I'm 
completely checking off. Um, the buyer speed figures are are much the best. But I'm just gonna be honest. I'm not gonna use um, an odds-on favorite on my ticket when you got a four percent trainer, seven percent jockey. So if Lightbound bid beats us, knocks us out, so be it. We'll be two, three, and seven in the third leg. A jump into the leg four, race nine. We got a Philly optional climber for ten thousand going six. Where are you at here, my man? Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and single in here. We're gonna single the four horse. Good night, loving. McAfee McNeil, Fried Steaks Company, first off the claim. Um, did claim off of Anderson and then put her in Alice White Hart Memorial. She ran second, just lost by, what was it, not even a full length to French Rose at 20 to 1. So, I mean, great, great run there. Got the best numbers. I can see a, a, a big speed duel going on. You got the one that's shown a lot of gate speed, the two high cost of living speedball. Five, Donald's final word. Has shown speed in the past. Probably won't today, but or Saturday, but has in the past. Such great heights, shows speed. So I think the four will sit off what's going to be a speed duel between multiple horses. I think make a move on the turn, and I think we'll win comfortably. So, yeah, we'll be single in the four. Good night, loving, for Ekafee and McNeil. It's quick glance. I like the one a lot, and then you realize hasn't ran since last October. He's going to show a lot of speed. The one workout since the layoff's been fine, but one like that that shows speed for me off a layoff like that is just going to fire guns a-blazing. Not sure if that one's going to be quite fit where it hasn't ran only one time workout. So I think that one, like you said, sets this one up. That one's going to fire. The other speed are going to go with. And at the end of the day, good night loving just picks him up and lays him down. So I am... Fully fine with that single there. So there's your single. Let's jump into race 10. Last leg, last race of the 2022 Fauna Park racing season. We're going six furlongs, 5,000 clamors. Andrew, have a cash in that ticket, my man. Yeah, another race I struggled with. A tough one to to end the season here at Fauna. Uh, we're going to end going four deep. Another, another race where I'm putting a horse on top where some people might look and scratch their head but i'm going to start with the nine pack and iron another race where i couldn't find a horse that that's going to go to the front and i think jude last time tried just wasn't quite quick enough but in this race where i'm not finding a whole lot of speed i always clear out in the nine hole maybe jude can can get pack and iron out and something he's never done before and get brave on the front end and keep running obviously not going to single because like i said it's just a just kind of a hope that that's what what jude will try to do so we'll use three others we'll use the three bobby boots hibden and bethke i think one that whoever does go to the front end i see bobby boots sitting just off of them getting the first chance to to run him down in the lane and then i will also use i hate to do it i'll use the two favorites um they're both got no speed whatsoever they're both gonna have to to close like crazy that's the one size of a warrior the two gertie's boy but their numbers are just overall better and they're get the, t- the best two riders in elysiac and ramos so we'll just include those two one two three and nine to to end the meet i understand why they're the favorites just from speed figures but as you said just haven't shown the speed so if them other ones you touched on get out and do their thing it's gonna be tough to run them down so like i said we're gonna be boring we may handicap different End of the day, we usually end up on the same horse. I have no arguments. I am completely fine with that. You got to use them two favorites, just just off numbers wise. But you open catch a price on old Bobby Boots or Pack and Iron, and uh, maybe you hit that jackpot. So, Andrew, that is the end of the Fawner Racing Card for Saturday. Run through that ticket one more time for me, please. Yeah. So starting race six will be a five six seven with two four six seven with two three seven. With four, 
And we'll end it off with one, two, three, nine for a $72 ticket. And remember, this is a mandatory payout. So all of the monies will be, will be paid out at the end of the, the pick five. And hopefully we hit a couple of them long shots we're going to be using and we can get a big score. 100%, 100%. I think we are deep enough in the right spots. And uh, I think that single is the right way to go. We'll have kind of a round table and a fauner deal next week. Maybe just kind of touch on the whole season once the season's over. There's the inaugural running of the Diamond Joe Stakes on Friday. Obviously, we're going to be rooting for uh, Yaya's Got Game, our trainer, our good buddy. That horse just looks good. I actually went to the barn today, and uh, I have not seen him with that kind of sheen in his coat, and he worked out good. So let's go Yaya on that. Good luck to everybody else in there, but we're obviously going to be rooting for that one. And uh, I think there's a big race this weekend. I I don't know, Andrew, you ever heard of the Preakness? I mean, I think that's out this weekend, right? Should we probably uh, touch on that one, or what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I mean, obviously we lost the Derby winner. Not going to run here in the Preakness. I don't think that really, to us, I don't think we really care. Um, I see a, a good good pick five sequence, so definitely going to be firing, even though we don't have that Derby, <laughs> that Derby winner in there. But yeah, we want to talk on the Preakness. I have been an early, early voting fan pretty much all winter coming to the spring here now, summertime. My only thing is here is they put this this old maiden winner, Finwick, in here, 50 to 1 on the morning line, broke his maiden by going to the front. Can he go to the front and, and hamper early voting? I, I think it's a possibility. So I really don't know what, what I'm going to do there. What do you think about Finwick in here? It's an interesting one to me, too. It, it, to me, that's where. I don't know if he's got the class to go the whole way, but he's got the speed to throw off in early voting, which to me, early voting coming in as fresh is as good as any of them. I mean, like we talked last week, Epicenter ran the best race in the Derby. Other than the winner who had the perfect setup, the perfect ride, Epicenter to do what he did, he was the only one of the, I believe... Of the front eight for eight, 75% of the race, he was the only one of those eight to finish in the top 12, I think. So for him to show that speed, that heart, and almost get there, but how much did he burn out? I don't know. I, Fenwick, to me, is the big curveball in the whole deal. I think as much as I love the fill-in here, you always think Rachel Alexandria. I don't think Secret Oath is that. She's going to get some boys one time. She come back, ran huge in the Oaks. I think that took a lot out of her, too. If early voting's as good as you think he is, which I think he's that good, too, I think he's got the speed, he's got the class to keep on going. Fenwick's going to mess with him a little bit, but there's not going to be four horses out front, five horses yeah. out front going 45 in the first half. It'll be it'll, be, get, it'll be interesting. Talking about going 45, let's talk. touch on Epicenter. Like you said, probably ran the best race in the Derby. How much did that take him take out of him? He kind of was close to the pace. Obviously, was the only one. What was that? Was in the was it the top? Yeah, I can't top remember. Eight, say, I can't top remember five if, early, something like yeah, that. I can't remember. To it was top five, seven, top or eight. Twelve. Yep. He finished second. How much did it take out of him? Where? How tired is he? Where's he going to be at? He's not one that that runs on top of each other races like this. If you look at his races, he usually has at least a, over a month month off in between starts. So in a race like this, you know, I'm one that's probably going to look look at the fresh fresh horses. Um, that's why I'm on early voting. Another one that is interesting to me, another fresh horse. I guess he did run Derby Weekend, but it wasn't a grueling grueling race like it would have been in the Derby. That's Creative Minister for Kenny McPeak. He won an optional claimer. Was uh, on? It was race four on, on Oaks Day. It, Oaks Day. No, I think it was Derby Morning. 
Was it, it Derby? I think it's okay, race, yeah, it was race Derby. Four yes, Derby yes, morning. Yes. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Because McPeak um, decided to run that optional claimer instead of the Pat Day. But his last two have just been visually impressive. He doesn't have the grind all prep season that some of these horses have had. He's going to be a little bit fresher. And if we see a speed duel um, early on, he's one that, that could come closing late. So what do you think about Creative Minister? No, I'd heard a lot of talk on him. I didn't know much about the horse. I don't even remember him running that morning. Not for me, him too. I, uh, the 10 to 1 morning line surprised me a little bit just because he hasn't done the grind that a lot of these have and proven in graded stakes company. If you look at his notes, he jumped at the start, he drove clear, and kind of just hand rode home. I mean, just that one is very intriguing. I mean, Kenny McPeak knows what he's doing. Hernandez is a hell of a rider. Uh, that one for me is definitely a use. I, I don't know if he's my top pick, but he's definitely one that could blow up the tote board. Which I shouldn't say that. He's 10 to 1 morning line. But I do like that horse quite a bit. Honestly, another one for me, I don't know if he had to exert as much as the rest. But simplification impressed me a lot. He's intriguing to me in here. Yeah, he's going to have to, I mean, he's going to have to sit closer like he did on the Florida Derby. For those that, I mean, that don't pay attention to the national scene, Pimlico is a track where it's got really, really tight turns. Probably the tightest in the United States. And it's just a track where they normally don't close. So if he can sit close like he did in the Florida Derby, yeah, he's definitely got a chance. I don't think he wants to be 10-11 back like he was in the Kentucky Derby. But if he can sit close, yeah, he's got a chance as well. And that's another reason why I'm not a huge fan of Secret Oath in here. She's, I mean, she's obviously a horse that comes from from quite a ways back. And Pimlico's just not a track where you where you can do that. So I'm not a Secret Oath fan. I know some people are. People rooting for the underdog, for the Philly. I probably won't be using her at all on my tickets. That's why I'm. I think she's an under... She's proven a lot. I mean, she hasn't really done anything to kick her out, but she tried against the boys. She ran a huge race in the Oaks. Coming in here, she's going to have to fire hard and stay up there. And as us as handicappers, just being a Philly, it's going to be like a Philly going against the males in the other race. She's going to get hammered down just because she is the only one in there, which is totally fine. That, But as handicappers, we're looking for a price or we're looking for that dead single. She's not a dead single. She's not going to be a value play because she's going to get bent down from that 92 just being the Philly in there. I mean, I still land on early voting. I'm, I'm on your coattails on that one. It, as long as Fenwick don't, like I said, run a 22 and a 45 for crying out loud. I mean, that was just suicidal in the Derby. That one's shown a lot of good. For me, I'm probably on the one simplification, the two creative minister, and the five early voting is my tops. Epicenter's right there. I just, like we talked already, He's more than earned his 6-5 to morning line. I just want to know, coming back off two weeks, like you mentioned, how much he had to give to be the only one of those top eight, top seven, whatever it was, speed, the whole derby. He was the only one that finished in the top 12 of those. How much that took out of him, quick return. I mean, Steve knows what he's doing. Joel's, he's won how many Eclipse Awards because he's that good of a jockey. I just think that took a lot of out of him and i think they're bringing back here because i don't think he's getting the mile and a half belmont i love epicenter if he beats us and he's not our top choice he'll be in our ticket let's let's not bs around that but for me i'm looking for a little more pay i'm going supplication creative minister and early voting that's how i'm landing in here and one other that i just kind of want to talk about i don't just kind of not don't really know what to think of the horse that's the seven arming yak or however you pronounce it in the santa anita derby I mean, this was a non-factor Against Taiba and Messier, who obviously didn't didn't run great in the Kentucky Derby, that was Yak Team's third horse in the Santa Anita Derby. Though I, 
I don't know how hard did they try in that. I, I mean, I don't know really what to think. Came back an optional claimer, went to the front and trounced them. So his two wins are both been on the front end. Is Yakin going to try to challenge early voting? No, that could. I I just don't see him running with early voting and then continuing on. So I don't know what's what's the game plan going to be with this horse. Nope, I, I agree there. I mean, he is a Stone Street whore. Well, he's got a whole conglomeration, but the old Stone Street silks there. I, I don't know enough about that horse. Like you said, he come back on Derby Sunday, won that AOC. I know, there's enough question marks. That That's a weird thing with this Preakness this year. Usually there's, I mean, what, 10 to 12 horses in it, and 95% of them ran two weeks ago at the Derby. This year we've only got, what, one two derby horses and one oaks horse in here the rest are all fresh or was happy jack was in the derby wasn't he yeah there's three derby horses yeah happy jack was in there there's an oaks horse then you also have two other horses that that ran on derby weekend right so really i mean you only got two is it two completely fresh horses three sorry if you count finwick which so three completely fresh horses i don't and one of those skippy long stocking i don't give much of a chance in here either but I gave my three. I got I, like I said. I'm looking for a price. Epicenter beats me on my top choice. He, like I said, he's going to be in our card. But I'm um, simplification, creative minister, in early voting. You got any others in your top top? I'm a huge early voting fan. I think creative minister might be my top pick here in this race, though, just because I think I think Finwick. They're going to send. I just have a feeling they're going to send to the front, and Armagnac could as well. And creative minister is going to be fresher than the rest of them. Can sit just off of that. What I think could be a speed duel and. I think can can beat a tired epicenter. So yeah, I think Creative Minutes will be my top pick with early voting, epicenter underneath, simplification maybe in there as well. But those will be the horses that I will I'll play around. Like I said, you folks are probably gonna hate it. That's just us too and not Keith's other opinion because me and Andrew usually end up on the same horses. I mean and like we're saying, epicenter not our top choice. If he beats us, good on him because we love that horse. That's one whale of a race horse. Just short comeback. How much did he exert? Secret Oath, one whale of a filly. I just, she's going to get way over betting here. If they beat us, they beat us is how I feel on top. So, no, we are pretty well lined up there. Anything else? A note, my man. I don't think so. Always sad when the when the fodder meet ends, but it's been a, a good season. Uh, we've had a lot, of, a lot of fun days out there. We kind of struggled with our picks that we've given on here, but it's been a lot of fun, and on to Columbus or Wyoming or Iowa or Minnesota, where everybody's going, and I think we'll continue on with a couple pods here and there and big race days. It's been a fun season. Yeah, no, for sure. It's been a blast. I hope everybody, I mean, our numbers look good. I appreciate everybody's feedback. We've had a lot of fun with this, just kind of a idea that come to us there about the turn of the year. And No, and that's that's the funny part. We've, we've struggled with our picks on here, but we've also, I swear, we've been 95% of the time, Keith's been 4 or 5 on his picks, and Andrew, 99% of the time, has been 3 out of 4 on his picks on here. It's just just the nature of the beast. We're giving, we're trying to give economical picks, so you got to narrow down here or there, and it's just it's part of it. And Like you said, we're going to touch. We're going to get a hold of some people there. Columbus, I think we'll touch on that, keep that Nebraska deal going, and then we'll kind of switch. I shouldn't say switch, but once Columbus winds down, we'll be kind of here, there. We're going to continue this even in the off Nebraska season, as you can say, and touch on them big weekends. I'm sure we'll do a big Breeders' Cup pod. I mean, that's the greatest weekend of racing, in my opinion, there is besides Kentucky Derby Day because 
I mean, Kentucky Derby Day 100 cards just as unbeatable as any of them. Belmont has a one whale of a card. We're going to touch on yeah, that. Yeah, i say for sure three weeks from now we'll be doing something. That Belmont card is probably the second second best day of racing in, in the States all year long. So Yep, 100%. So we'll touch on that. I mean, we love the Belmont. That that hundred card's insane. We'll touch Saratoga. I mean, we'll have Met Mile. We'll, we'll hit all the big races. Like we said, we are degenerates. We love this game. We're going to keep touching on that. So... Jump on in on those. Like I said, I've host failed here the last few weeks with gas, just nature of the beast, livestock, this, that. So good luck to your group this weekend. You got your first starter out in Wyoming. So that'll be interesting to watch. And hopefully you guys can get a win picture taken. Yeah, no, for sure. I sadly am not going to make it out there. I got a wedding for my one employee for my business I run. So I'm not going to make it out there. And it's actually supposed to have two horses running out there, but we'll uh, touch on that another day, another time. So. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, speaking of ownership groups, hopefully your speedy little fella, we're going to be out there. Hopefully there, what is that in that June? Yeah. June 11th. Hopefully we'll, we'll be running out in the, what the thing's called the cowboy derby out there in Gillette. Sounds like we got to run a trial race next week from the, from the sounds of it. And if he can trial into the derby, we'll think we're going to take a nice size group out there and watch him run. So that hopefully yeah, we can get in there and that'd be, be a lot of fun to take out a nice group and check out all of our horses that are out there and just have a good weekend of it. hundred percent. As long as fuel prices don't get too high, I think we just do like the one 800 RV or whatever the hell it is.com and just get a big <laughs> RV and just road trip on them out there for sure. I mean, shoot, we can hit up Mount Rushmore and Deadwood on the way. So, but no, for Definitely. sure, for sure, for sure. So as usual, get on Twitter, follow us. We are at form whipping TH. Our personal handles are on there. Again, big shout out to Andrew. He's taking over the Twitter and blowing that up, doing a phenomenal job. Make sure you like us, subscribe on Anchor, iTunes, or Spotify. We greatly appreciate all the feedback. And until next time, let's cash them tickets. Uh-oh. We balling, balling on you dummies. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. We ballin', ballin' on you dummies. I'm so lit, sports center, gotta post my clips. One layup and they treat me like I'm Luka Doncic. Two six, yeah, we used to conflict. Turn these brand new IG sneakers into Louboutin kicks. Red bottoms cause the blood.